Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. You can get the Edmonton Stingers game. They're on the road against the Calgary Surge on TSN 5 tonight. TSN 5. As the Stingers with two games left in their regular season. Both on the road. If they get a win, they uh, will be in the playoffs and maybe we'll have a home playoff game. But then the, the, the last four teams all go to uh, Vancouver for championship weekend. The Vancouver team is the host. They're the worst team in the Western Conference, but they're going to be one of the two teams playing for the Western Conference championship. So the uh, right now it looks like the uh, Stingers, Calgary, and, and Winnipeg will play off for the uh, other spot with uh, Winnipeg get, getting uh, getting a bye, I guess, to what would be a conference quarterfinal. Not a great four. I, I know you want to include the host team, but man, oh man, they're the last place team, and they're going to be in the final four. Uh, I, I mentioned the score now in the 35th minute at the Women's World Cup. Netherlands leading the United States 1-0. I just saw a, a post here on Twitter from uh, – Ben Steiner, who covers Canadian soccer, but he has posted this is the first time that the United States has trailed in a FIFA Women's World Cup game since the championship game in 2011. They uh, have won the last couple of tournaments, including here in Canada in 2015. So that's uh, pretty amazing. Blue Jays won 8-1 over the Los Angeles Dodgers earlier. Elks and Lions on Saturday. So as we know, the Elks have lost 20 straight home games the Lions have beat them the fewest number of times in that stretch. So of the 20 losses at home, five against Saskatchewan, three against Calgary, three against Winnipeg, two each against the four Eastern teams, and BC only once. BC did not play here in 2021 when they shortened the season to 14 games. Uh, the Elks went to Vancouver a couple times, but just the way it worked out with, the, with them fiddling with the schedule, BC did not come here. So of those 20 losses, only one of them against the Lions, and that was last October 21st. BC won 31-14, and of course the last double-E victory at home was against BC October 21st, 2019. 19-6 uh, was the score for Edmonton in a game started by Logan Kilgore and Michael Riley played for BC and he broke his wrist in that game. So uh, anyway, a little bit. So a quarter of the home losses have been against Saskatchewan. Crazy. Five of them, just one against BC. 780-496-0063. Kellen Kennedy down the hallway. How are you doing, Kellen? Doing good. How about you? Oh, I'm, I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing stellar, my young friend. Kind of a gloomy day, isn't it? Is it mm. still raining? You, you said you got that news earlier from Twitter. I'm not sure if we're still calling it Twitter or X now. But. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll know. be gone and replaced by something else soon <laughs> enough. I'm Super sure. tweet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we have coming in? Oh, lots of written correspondence tonight for sure on the Elks, especially, uh, you know, with the uh, matchup against BC this weekend and that stuff. And, of course, the pessimistic side of uh, the Elks fans and that stuff are texting in, too, from Rod, who says, a bye week, at least we won't lose. So I, I, I kind of I chuckle well, at right. that a little well, bit. Well, what can you say at this point? <laughs> I mean, like, I know it's, it's, it's tough. Sometimes you have to laugh a little bit, though. And, again... It's it's sports. There are there are worse things that can happen than cheering for a struggling team. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Gus, uh, sorry, Gus in a bus. I almost said Gus on a bus, but no, he would be inside the bus, especially today it is raining. Uh, says he's been watching the CFL since the 1970s. Uh, he is hard-pressed to remember a team with a worse offense than the Elks. One first down on a drive feels like a victory. Well, that's true. They, they aren't able to drive the ball, and it's you're always kind of waiting for something to go wrong offensively. Um, look, they're, they're not good on offense. Well, they're bad. Um, worst ever? I don't know. There's been some pretty bad teams in the CFL over the years, but unfortunately this version of the Elks team, especially on offense, is, is right down there in the discussion. I can tell you this. I, I looked up... Now, the CFL and football has changed over the years. They've changed the number of games that are played each year. Certainly, the style changes over the... I mean, you if you watched a football game from the 1950s, it probably wouldn't look very much like it does now at all. So I just looked at 18-game seasons. Fewest number of points scored in double-E history. Last year was the fewest, 354. In uh, in 2010, they got 382. In 2006, they were 399. So on just three occasions since they went to the 18-game schedule in 1986, have have the E failed to score 400 points. Again, I'm not counting the 14-game season in 2021. This year, the Elks are on pace to score 270 points, to not even get to 300. So if they stay at this pace they would set a new dubious team record by about 80 points. So the context of different eras, worst offenses ever, yeah, I, I don't know, but this is definitely, well, this this could very well be the worst offense in team history so far. We'll see if they can start scoring a little more, but reason to be concerned against that outstanding Lions defense for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward, or sorry, Edgar seems optimistic about the weekend here. He texts in and says, I've never been very impressed with Dane Evans as a quarterback. I think he's too inconsistent and makes too many bad decisions. I think the Elks defense can hold the Lions below 20 points on Saturday. Uh, the problem is the Elks could very well be shut out again by the best defense in the league. Uh, maybe we'll get a pick six or a kick return touchdown to come out on top. That's from Edgar. Uh, yep. Um... As I said, BC has allowed over 20 points once. Well, I'll just give you. Here's the points allowed by BC each game. 15, 0, 6, 45, 19, and 9. So they had the one bad game against Toronto, and that's when uh, Adams threw six interceptions, so their quarterback didn't help them. Um, So, yeah, I mean... The Edmonton defense, I think Evans is okay. I, I, I do agree he's inconsistent. He was responsible for one of the Edmonton victories last season. Hamilton had the lead late in the fourth quarter, and he fumbled, didn't take care of the ball deep in his own end. And I think it was Jalen Ramsey, who wasn't with the team very long, got the winning fumble return. Um, he, he's not as good as Adams. I mean, he, he he's capable of having a high-end game. I don't think he's as good as Adams overall. So, you know, maybe this is somebody that the Elks defense can shut down a little bit. But again, can the Elks score enough uh, to maybe pull out a win? Section O just sent me a message. Uh, mm-hmm. the, two, the 2003 Tiger Cats were terrible. And I was talking about them last week. They were 1-17. The only game they won in overtime was it was an overtime win against Saskatchewan. That, that, that might be the 
worst team this century. Uh, he tells me the stats. So they only scored 293 points. So that was a pretty bad offense. And they allowed 583. My goodness. So that's what minus... Would that be minus 290 point differential? Ooh. That's not very good. But, you know, as, as I said, the Elks offense this year on pace to only score 270 points, and they're still looking for a win, which that Hamilton team did get just one of. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Section O. You're a beautiful man. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I got a couple of Oilers texts, of all things, that have rolled in here. Yeah, for too, sure. Reed. For sure. Uh, Raheem texts in and says, Reed was interested in your chat with Stu McDonald last night, especially how TV determines the start times of games. I wonder if there will ever come a day when there won't even be fans in the stands, just cater to the home viewer who can sit on his or her couch, use their own bathroom, and drink inexpensive beer. That's from Raheem. Well, I guess it depends on what type of beer you like to buy, but ah. <laughs> uh, well, that but we could probably do a whole show on that on how sports are consumed and how it's changing. I don't know. Are, are we ever going to see all sports only on TV and nobody goes to the games? I don't know about that. There's still something about the experience of going to a game, being part of a crowd, seeing athletes, teams in person, actually being there firsthand as they perform. I uh, certainly a league like you know, you know as someone just said to me who who knows about this type of stuff because I was sort of uh, talking to a buddy lamenting about uh, you know the, the crowds aren't great here at Edmonton really the crowds aren't great around the league uh, but he said you know the TV numbers are still pretty good so you got to remember that but but still you, you need fans in the stadiums uh, I would think the NHL still needs fans in the stadiums. A league like the NFL is a different story. I mean, when they had the the pandemic year in 2020, it was just like, yeah, we're fine. You know, <laughs> they make so much off those TV contracts, they could just play the the full season and and didn't really need. I, I know some stadiums had fans. I think as it went on, I don't know if any any team had full stadiums that year. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess it depends on the league. Certainly watching on TV is more comfortable than ever, and it gets easier than ever. And, I mean, heck, you can watch a game on your phone. I still don't know why we call them phones. Very few of us actually use them as phones. Mobile devices. On your handheld computer, that's what we should call them. So it's easier than ever to consume a game without being there. But I don't know. I, I, I Maybe I'm being a little romantic here. I hope there's always some sort of... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say mystique. That's not necessarily what I mean. There's still always that human connection of going to see people play and perform in person. I hope. Oh, I get butterflies in my stomach every time I get a chance to go to a live sporting event, Reed. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, I get, I get butterflies watching, walking into the control room and, and seeing you do your job. <laughs> Aw, thank you. There we go. So, And uh, <laughs> Blaze texted in, and this might be insanely early because it is, what, uh, July 26, 2023, but it is Edmonton, and we are talking Oilers. Reed, who is the Oilers' number one goaltender? Who will start the season opener against Vancouver? Okay, well... Who man? Look, uh, I I, the, I think you got to be TBD on that one. They got the, the same two goalies back. I realize the season ended with Skinner as uh, the number one, 
and that even as Skinner didn't have a great playoff and, and Campbell replaced him, what, in a third of the playoff games, they kept putting Skinner in there as the starter. I don't think that's going to mean much come the preseason and training camp. I think it's once again going to be an open competition. I think that's the way you have to approach it. I, I don't think they can say, well, Skinner did la-. I think you got to give Campbell a chance. Ken Holland spoke at the end of the year saying that, this is not the first goalie to struggle in his first year with a new team and he expects him to bounce back in season two so I'm not going to make an opening night prediction right now but I'm not I'm by no means am I assuming Skinner because he's the guy that finished the season by by no means am I assuming that okay uh, thanks for your messages Uh, Dave Campbell earlier today talk to Elks quarterback Taylor Cornelius well, I just want to ask you. I know, you know, lately you want to obviously want to score more. Last three games, have you seen better ball movement? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you know, I felt like we came out of the Winnipeg game knowing that we can move the ball, and, and and we felt like we did move the ball. It was just you know key situations, and you know, uh, you know certain mess ups and things like that. We can't have it. We got to finish drives at points. Can you speak to the offense? Um, you've been in this offense for two years now. Yes, there was a version of it with Elizondo yeah. in 21. Ball control is very important. Time of possession is very important. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have to be more precision like as an offense and everyone has got to be on their P's and Q's uh, a lot more? Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's really in, in any offense. You know, you want to, you know, control time of possession as, as best you can. Obviously, you know, certain games, you know, dictate different things. I mean, you could, you know, have a one-play drive and score on it, things like that. Uh, but yeah, definitely want to keep you know the opposing team's offense off the field and, and wear their defense out and you know get as many plays on them as we can. And you got an explosion play for a touchdown to Dylan Mitchell. Nice to see that he's been coming on the last five games. But tell me about just trying to incorporate that yeah. that explosion play within this offense, which I know it's not it's no offense is dependent on it, but you want to have sure. it. Yeah, you know we we try and dial up as many things as we can for you know our playmakers, and and that was honestly something we saw on the sideline uh just kind of an adjustment um and you know we we threw quick several times they were jumping it like crazy and so we we dialed something up on on second and medium and you know he's he's that kind of player uh to be able to make those plays uh obviously last year coming into the league he nobody really knew who he was Mm -hmm. uh but i think that's changed for sure yeah and i think that factors into it is you come in you're unknown same with kb Mm -hmm. you come in and no one knows you so i'm not saying it's easier but you can get the element of surprise there is no surprise anymore no uh he shocked the league last year and uh everyone knows who he is receiver targets that's always an interesting uh subject because how does you know Stephen dunbar was averaging about nine last you know previous three four games he gets two Mm -hmm. um that's never a exact science from your position about receiver targets. You want to, but sure. certain guys. But explain how you know that that can be affected by certain things. Yeah, it's all predicated on, on what you know uh, the defense is you know is doing out there. You know, uh, obviously, like you said, uh, you know Dunbar's averaging nine targets a game. They probably looked at the scouting report and and realized you know what we were doing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we got to. You know, progress on and move to different guys, and uh, you know, get other guys involved. I think losing Maurice French was kind of a ouch for a lot of teammates of his. And yeah. but here's Gavin Cobb coming in and getting a chance to start. What have you seen out of Gavin and the work he's put in since that terrible ankle injury last year? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I feel like he's done a great job. Uh, you know, I 
threw with him probably, I think it was early May before we reported to camp, and he looked great then. Um, I feel like he's finally, uh, you know, getting it the trust he has with that leg again, uh, you know, being out there. And uh, he's just a different kind of a receiver out there. He brings a lot of speed to the table, and we're excited to see what he can do. I know you're a teammate of Matthew Betts in 21. <laughs> Did you see that potential of what he's putting out there now, even back then? Um, you know, it's hard to say, but I, I can say he, he plays as hard as he did uh, here as he does in BC. His motor never stops. He's always going. Um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good dude. He really is. Uh, you know, I enjoy playing against him. Okay, so week two, the score was unfortunately 22 nothing. Yeah. Does that add any fuel towards this game now that you have him in your house? Uh, maybe a little bit. You know, we're, you know, Swerve said something to uh, today about that. You know, just just a reminder to, you know, of what happened last time we played them and, and what we can't have again. Yeah, I guess you just got to be careful, right? Because, like you say, you're progressing as an offense. Yeah. You want to put more points on the board. Can't think about what happened a few, a few weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's in the past, but obviously, you know, it, it still burns a little bit. Cornelius there talking with Dave Campbell. We will name the animal when we get back to Inside Sports. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Yes, some classic Lawrence Gowan. As we bring you back to Inside Sports. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We've had a fun show. We had Mookie Mitchell on, Matthew Betts, Reed Clark from the Stingers, Brendan Escott from our Elks broadcast and the producer of Oilers Now. Uh, again, if you want to watch the Stingers live, it's on TSN 5 starting at 8 there in Calgary to play The Surge. Okay, it's time for our award-winning segment, Name the Animal. And it will be Kellen Kennedy playing an animal sound, and I will have to indeed name the animal. You are welcome to play along at home or even send me uh, help, but you cannot win anything. Mm-mm. This is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Kellen, go ahead. Absolutely. Here we go. Let's name the animal in three, two, and one. <laughs> it's a gibbon. A, a what? A, gi- a gibbon. <laughs> well, no, obviously it isn't if, I said ty- it if it's a... <laughs> that's a type of primate, is it not? I bl- uh, not this animal, no. <laughs> well, a gibbon, yes, a gibbon are uh, apes. Uh, yeah, I just checked the Wikipedia page. Play that again. <laughs> that's it? That's a very short noise. <laughs> no, I, I, I usually, I, I've always thought that things sound like birds, so I, I try not to guess birds right. off the top because I've, I'm usually wrong. Play, play it one more time. <laughs> no, I don't, that might actually be a bird. Is it a seagull? It is not a bird. Okay, so it's not, it's not any type of bird. Including a seagull. All right. Uh, so I guessed the first thing I guessed was is it a primate? It is not a primate. It is no. not a primate. So that rules out, uh, well, all primates. Yes. Okay. Th- uh, this is a uh, this is a tough one. Uh, is it? Uh, I- I'm struggling with this one tonight. It's is it a smaller animal? Like is it is it smaller than a cat? No, this is larger than a cat. This is probably about the same size of a mid-sized dog. 
It's a bit. Is or it, a large is dog. It a, is it a mammal? Uh, no, it is not. You don't sound sure of yourself. No, because well, I can't is, remember if it would is be. It a, is it aquatic? Yes. Is it a porpoise? Uh, yeah, it can be classified as a porpoise, sure. So it's some sort of porpoise dolphin type thing, but it's only about the size of a dog. Uh, so it's not a manatee. And I, I just got information. Yes, it, it, this animal would be classified as a mammal. You're just getting information. For, is it from David Bowles? <laughs> no. Oh, it is. A, it is it's a from mammal. a third party source. That's... So it's it, it's an aqua. Oh, oh sh- Aiden Ganim is there. Yes. It's an aquatic mammal. <clears throat> so, but it's not. Is it? Is it? Uh, I don't even know what it be. Is it? Is it an otter? Oh, close. You're you're on the right track. Is close, it a, a beaver? No, larger, uh, larger. Uh, some sort of seal? Yes, you got it. It's, it's a seal. seal. It's seal, and now I can play the music from Seal to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, indeed educational and hopefully entertaining. Thanks to Dave Campbell, <laughs> the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. Aiden Gannam is our aquatic mammal specialist. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.